Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome back. Welcome to episode 61 of the Bomber Brothers Podcast, part of the Pinstripe Alley community of podcasts. Sean and Ryan are back after a little uh, hiatus and a little vacation. And honestly, what a perfect time to do it because there's been not much to talk about at all. But now we've got uh, the draft going on right now. We've got proposals being bounced back and forth. Some of them are different in nature on one side others seem to be the same proposal and different packaging each time and um i don't know about you sean but i mean now here we are in june where in under normal circumstances baseball and hockey would be coming to an end uh, the nba finals would be happening the stanley cup would be wrapping up and and this would be the time where you know you kind of go into full baseball mode and baseball dominates the uh the sports world in terms of live action going on and right now it's kind of like it just feels like mlb is making it harder and harder to be excited about baseball for whenever it comes back i I think we were really looking forward to um you know a championship parade in in the fall in in manhattan but it might be the rangers that we get in the fall in manhattan instead of the yankees (laughs) um but uh yeah, I don't. Baseball really has dropped the ball here, and and uh, the owners keep giving the same exact deal. It's like, it's like they just word it differently. It's uh, you know instead of giving you a nickel, how about I just give you uh, five pennies? You know, it's that's basically what the what the owners are doing. And I thought the players' last um, proposal seems good, right? Eighty nine games, uh, expanded playoffs this year and next, so that would recoup some revenue. Um, and 89 is plenty of games, but like what I'm reading on ESPN is that somebody told Carl Ravitch that they don't want to go past September 27th because of health concerns, but the regular season will only go till the 10th. So that's like two October 10th. So it's like a two week difference. You really going to like haggle over that. It's just, it's insane. Yeah. I mean, I I really, really disappointing. And, uh, the, the Cardinals owner saying that major league teams don't make money is ridiculous. Oh, no. Then why do you freaking own the team? Give it to me. I, I don't give a shit. I'll, I'll own the team and lose money. But I, I mean, get out of here with that kind of BS. Like people play, you know, people who, who side with the owners are 
gutless. Yeah, how much did the Marlins sell for a couple of years ago? So much that Derek Jeter was like begging for investors. Jeter, need, Jeter needed help. Who signed a you know a record contract during his playing career? Endorsements with Ford and you know so many others. Gatorade. Are you was, sure you're not a shortstop? <laughs> was the face of baseball's biggest franchise for 20 years. That man needed help just to buy arguably the team with the least amount of interest in terms of fan base in baseball it was like 1.2 billion or something like that but sure we are to believe that baseball is is not that profitable and and that's i think that's kind of the most insulting part about all of this for me is that owners will say something like that just a day after making their um most recent proposal which like you said when when you break it down is pretty much exactly the same as their previous one like don't they don't they know that people can easily figure that stuff out it, it uh, just yeah. it just seems like they're it seems like they're listening to that you know loud portion of the baseball crowd that like you said does side with the owners and in my opinion are just really difficult to understand um why they would do that and and you know saying oh these these guys play a kids game they should just be out there playing, just like take the owner's offer. I feel like the owners hear that crowd and they're like, okay, well then we can kind of we can kind of win this PR battle just by spinning things to make the players look selfish. Exactly. And you know, we talked about this a while ago that the players association needs to do a better job of, of communicating. I, I think this latest proposal is a better job of the players association getting out in front and saying, you know, leaking, like, look, this is what we want to do. We really want to play. We want to play more. And, um, I think, I think it definitely will put pressure on the owners. So I, I, I that's the only good thing I take of it is that to me, it's going to, it's going to really put pressure on the owners to come back with something, uh, realistic. Yeah, and in reality, the players are just kind of holding tight on an agreement that both sides made in March when mm-hmm. this all started, which is full prorated salaries. And it just and it seems like the owners just kind of keep trying to avoid that, and and then of, of course right after the the latest um, proposal from the players' association of the eighty nine games and the expanded playoff for the next two years. And then you start getting the tweets from Heyman and, and the like saying that they've talked to ownership sources who who uh, think that um, the offer is a quote-unquote non-starter or, you know, we're getting nowhere with, with offers like this, which is just so hard to believe. That just This, this seems like such a reasonable and, and doable offer. And it, in my mind, it just comes down to, you know, billionaire owners pinching pennies and you know, they got to own more yachts. Yeah, trying to keep the season as short as possible because they know there probably won't be fans in the stands. Yeah, well, and that's the thing too. Is some of these places they want to play are seeing uptick in uh, in cases. Yep, look at Texas. That's another, another. Yeah, oh yeah, Florida. Florida's looks like the the Elon Musk space shuttle taking off. Yes. Yeah, and Texas was one of the states, I believe, that said, uh, the governor said that they would allow fans in the stands at baseball games, right? And now well, they're now they're seeing another jump in cases. Texas tough. So who knows? I mean, we you know they could be 
you know, they could be um, battling back and forth over all this, and then by the time it comes ready to start the season, we could be seeing a spike all over, and then this will be all for naught. But, I mean, even if it is, it's not the best look going into uh, CBA negotiations in 2021. I'm sure those are going to get pretty ugly. Oh, yeah, this whole thing sets up horribly. Um not only for the CBA, but for upcoming free agency, it's 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 going to be really ugly. And you know, we thought we were kind of getting out of that with uh, the big deals that were signed this off season with Strasburg and Rendon and Cole. Um, but it doesn't look that way. It looks like we're going to be back to where we were a couple of years ago. Yeah, it's it's really unfortunate, and I mean. This is going to probably seem like an anomaly now this past offseason because now owners are really probably going to avoid big contracts, saying, you know, noting all these financial losses of TV revenue and not having fans in the stands. And I think the TV revenue is a big reason why they're also trying to keep the season shorter because they don't want to compete with the NFL. And uh, if it gets pushed back that far, the NBA, the NBA playoffs. Uh, when but it comes still, to like, MLB playoffs, I mean, people are so starved for content now. I mean, think about the numbers that the the Bulls documentary did in terms of viewership. Like and, people, and UFC, yeah, like people want to see sports. Like, you know what? Yeah, you might not do great on a Sunday compared to a non NFL season, but you're going to crush it on on you know fridays mondays so you know monday night football is not a huge draw anymore right the sunday night game gets first pick so it's usually a better game but you'll crush it six out of seven days a week that's not good enough i I, schedule the world series so most of the in the playoffs so you you have the least amount of games on a sunday yeah i don't it's it's sad to me that it seems like uh, the vast majority of baseball owners just they just like don't seem to enjoy owning a baseball team. I feel like that would be the thrill of my life. Yeah, well, I that's I mean that's the thing though is like we're fans, and they care more about the business side of things and their bottom line. They care more about money than winning. And I mean, it's it sucks, but that's just kind of the the regime and the, you know the kind of people that took over owning baseball teams in the last thirty years. People like you don't have your you don't have your George Steinbrenners and, and, and you know, um, your owners that care more about the outcome than, than the bottom line. You know, Steinbrenner's kids are, are no exception. No, they're not. And, um, and it's also you know, sad to think about it because that is having such an impact on us even being able to watch baseball now. And you have, you know, you have owners who don't, they don't they don't share percentage of of revenue with the players when things are going great like it you know when revenue reached a record high last year that that doesn't get shared with the players but now that the owners are suffering losses they want to now they want to to share when when things aren't going good And, and then because the players don't want that and they're standing you know standing firm in what they think they deserve then they get made out to be the the selfish ones it's just a just a a really sad situation one that gets even sadder for me when i see you know reactions on social media and so many people 
siding with the owners and saying, oh, just get out there and play. You, you play a kid's game. It's like, okay, they play a kid's game and they play it to such a high level that we are willing to pay money to watch. You know, not not your average – no one would pay to see, you know, the Middlesex Ducks play play baseball. There's a, there's a big difference. So, yeah, they're playing a kid's game, but they're also do what what they deserve and the kind of money that they bring in. Well, I, I'm canceling the Middlesex Ducks this season, so no, no chance of any revenue. <laughs> Was there um, ever a chance at revenue? Well, I mean, you know, Grandpa Chick would probably pay to there you go, <laughs> yeah, like a nickel true. or something. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's ridiculous. I mean, so then, like, should musicians make music for free and, and sell their albums because they get to play music and like that? Yeah. You know, it's like, and regardless, like, it's that's their livelihood maybe they don't like playing baseball but maybe they're good at it and that's what makes them the most money that's fine how is that any different from any other working person so like why as a working person do you think that a baseball player is below um what you deserve right because you know i mean i know myself personally in my career if i get um if my boss was like i want you to take a 25 percent pay cut work the same amount of time shit i'd look for another job as soon as I got back to my desk, you know, yeah. like to hell with that. Um, so yeah, doesn't make any sense, but I don't know. I, I, you know, like we were talking about, I'm not even sure any of this is really going to matter because according to the, according to the trends, things are not looking good. No. And then there's this, you know, often talked about second wave that could hit in the fall, which would, you know, which is why baseball is trying to end their season at a certain time because they're trying to avoid that in addition to competing with other sports but that could certainly be a factor um Mm -hmm. and then there's also the possibility that if the teams the players and the owners can't reach an agreement rob manfred can um implement the what is it 48 game regular season or something like that and if players choose to sit out they don't get service time for that year or something to that effect um, it's it sucks to think this way, but that'd be like the best thing for the Yankees because of all the guys they're going to lose to service service time. Yeah, I, I mean, I would much rather that not happen because the yeah, me too. implications me too. of that would be that you know once again players and owners couldn't come to an agreement, and that would spell doom for the CBA negotiations, and would probably be looking at a, another strike. So definitely don't want that. Um, but you know, interesting. To, interested to get your thoughts because every time I see on social media that this forty-eight game season is brought up, there's a lot of people that are like, "Just cancel the season and move on to twenty twenty-one." That's that's so much parody. You know, people bring up the the Nationals of last year who were nineteen and thirty-one through their first forty-some um, odd games, and obviously they they won the World Series. So you know, you would certainly have more parody. But what camp are you in? I, you know, obviously I would. Obviously, I wouldn't want it to come to that because, like I said, that would mean the players and the owners, you know, once again couldn't come to an agreement, and that the owners were probably being stingy with their with their riches. But I'm also in the camp where, like, I just want to see baseball. Yeah, I mean, look, the legitimacy of a championship is will be determined by the you know by you i mean each individual will have their own assessment and i think a lot of that's going to do have to do with which team wins if the yankees win we're going to think it's a legit championship we're going to watch the virtual parade and 
you know, we'll be all in. But if the, um, you know, if the, the Red Sox probably can't win the World Series because they traded Mookie Betts, but if the Dodgers win the World Series, the Dodger fans are going to think it's, it's real. And it's, you know, either way, it's like we have this idea of what's legitimate and what's not. It's just a, a, taking advantage of the circumstances, right? You can argue that World Series championships are not legitimate because the best team sometimes gets knocked out in a best of five series, three games to two against a team that won 89 games. Like, okay, like you could argue that and convince me of that. It, it's just you know, I think it's overblown and it's silly. I mean, sports are inherently silly. Like, think about the NHL and the NBA. More teams get into the postseason than don't. Or, you know, it's... Yeah. It's... The postseason is designed to be a crapshoot and to give illegitimacy to the regular season. It's more exciting than the regular season, but if only four teams got into the postseason, then the regular season would be a heck of a lot more important and have a lot more legitimacy. Look but, at college football. I mean, yeah. one, one loss is like a death sentence to a season in a lot of cases. Yeah. Um, Oops, I guess. And I'm not saying that that's better because, I mean, there's times, you know, when Notre Dame will lose a game within the first three weeks. And with how much I can follow every other team, like, I, you know, I got to cut my corners. Like, Notre, once Notre Dame loses their first game, I'm out, baby. <laughs> I might watch one more game the rest of the year, but I'm not, I'm not moving plans around to watch Notre Dame. <laughs> um. Once they lose that third game in uh, Clemson or wherever they Yeah, are. once they go on the road against a ranked opponent for the first time. Yeah, that's, that's when the season's over. Well, uh, you know, speaking to the legitimacy, you know, every team would be playing under the same field. Exactly. And, and so, and, you know, for me, if the Knicks had somehow won the 1999 finals, damn right I would celebrate that even though it was a, a strike shortened season and 30 something games less than a normal season like when you know when you're celebrating a championship you I, I personally don't think I would think about that stuff no I mean the devil's won in the strike shortened year in 95 yeah, I mean, shit. That, that I was too young to remember so that I won't count but I'm sure yeah but like you don't you don't even hear ranger fans try to take that one away yeah. like you know it happens whatever um but, um, uh, that, I, you know, like everybody competes under the same thing. You get into this absurd tournament. It, how can you say something's not legitimate? Like, it, I don't know. Well, I will say this. If the if if baseball has the expanded playoff that it was talking about the other day where it's um, what they say, 16 teams. And best of three series in the first round and just normal seating, one plays eight, two plays seven. That would be crazy. Yeah, I mean, it's I, it's all nuts. Could you could you imagine, you know, the Astros last year playing a team like, you know, the Angels? And first that'd be great because you'd have Mike Trout in the playoffs, but then it's a best of three series and literally anything can happen. Yeah, if Trout if Trout goes off on one game and Otani goes off on the next they're moving on. Yeah. It's it, it's interesting to think about. That, I think, would be a little bit too much parody for me. I, I mean, I, yeah. I feel like you can come up with, with a better way. I can't remember who – I can't remember who suggested it, but it was something like make – you know, make those first games a best of five and the higher seeds start with a 1-0 lead or something like that. Like that, that's kind of interesting. 
Yeah. Or you, you know, like what, what I always, uh, I forget, I read this article once about, it's like somebody was complaining about the wild card game, which by the way, I love don't touch. Yeah. But if you're going to, if you want to have more teams, then what I think you could do is you can do, um, you, you can do instead of having, um, one wild card game in each league, you give the top two teams, the top seeds, and then you have two play in games. Um, and just do it like that. That'd be fun for one year. Why not? Yeah. As long as it's temporary. Cause I, I think baseball's playoff system is, yeah. is great as it is. Just set up like an East and a West in the American league or do like the read, the read division stuff and like North and South. So you'll have like the Northeast, the Southeast, the Northwest and the Southwest. And then, uh, the division champions would, would all get in. And then you'd have the, the other eight teams, I'll fight for four spots. So, so, yeah. so look, look at this. We should be running the league. I, I mean, know. Or us, us or Ken Rosenthal. Did you yeah. see Ken Rosenthal's column today? He proposed a 76 game season with all players receiving 100, um, receiving 76. Yeah. 76 out of 162 of their pay. Yeah. Uh huh. I think that's good. Yeah, but like the players are already like, however many games we play, that's what we want to get paid for. But the owners don't want to do that. Yeah, which is absurd. They're going to make so much money on TV. So forty six point nine percent of their salary. Yeah, and I haven't and gotten playing forty six point nine percent of games. I haven't gotten any money back from MLB TV. Oof! I got the money back for the. Uh, the yeah. t- oh, I gave you the money already. Yeah, you already gave me that. Yeah, <sighs> so yeah Yankees. No, Yankees draft C Wells. Related to David Wells? I don't know. Catfish Wells. Catfish Wells. So he's got two names of two Yankee great pitchers. I have no idea if his first name is Catfish. (laughs) I made that up. Oh. Made that right on the spot. Chris Carter Wells. (laughs) Uh, All right. Remember when Chris Carter swung with his eyes closed? Yeah, I do remember. Remember, Remember when he barely flicked his wrist and hit a home run? Better yet, remember he was actually on the Yankees. I have to remind myself that sometimes. He got a hit when we went to photo day. I remember that. See, I don't even remember that. All I remember from photo day was... We were shocked. All I remember were taking the photos, obviously, and Judge hitting an absolute mammoth home run. Which he did a lot in 2017. They hit so many home. I think Didi homered, Hicks homered, Halliday homered. Remember, we were like, "Oh, we just want to watch Sanchez bat one more time," and then he hit one into the bullpen. Yeah, yeah. That's always great when you want to see, like, "Oh, we'll just stay. We want to watch this guy hit," and then they do something good. That's always a good feeling. Yeah, and it's, always, it, it's also always a great feeling when you're up by ten and you're like, "Yeah, we'll probably leave in the eighth inning. Why not?" Yeah, that is that is a good feeling. Um, all right. So I guess the last thing I wanted to ask you, you know, we were just talking about the playoff, the potential playoff changes in the expanded playoff. And then they've also brought up, you know, um, you know, redoing divisions to eliminate travel and stuff like that. Do you think any of this stuff could have long lasting effects on the league? Like, you know, could this result in, um, more regional competition or an altered playoff format in the years to come. And will this be something more than just a temporary fix for what's been an unprecedented time? Look, I think it should. 
I don't think it will, though. I think you're going to have too many too many people like the American League, the National League, and I get it because they play on their like different rules, like the American League game, the National League yeah. game. Um, do I think it makes sense? I yes. I don't think there should be a designated. I mean, I don't think there should be a pitcher hitting. There should be universal DH for the league. I understand that it's really cool when Noah Syndergaard wins a game one nothing and a game he had a solo home run. That's that's Which awesome. Never that's happens. Incredible. <laughs> But it happens like once every five years. And like, I'm not, I'm sorry, but like, if you're watching, if you have pitchers getting hurt, if you have, his name is Austin Wells. He's a catcher, by the way. Sorry. <laughs> so, so the C was his position, not his first initial. <laughs> yeah. But when I got the alert from Bleacher Report, it says can play first base outfield. So I'm like, okay, he must not be a catcher. <laughs> Power bat that could play first base outfield, number 28 overall pick, Yankees draft C. Wells. So I'm like, if he could play first base outfield, why don't you tell me he could play catcher? Why the hell would I want a catcher to go play in the outfield? Let him catch. Yeah. You know, people will want to replace Gary already. Drafting these catchers. Yankees always draft a lot of catchers, though. It usually works out. They yeah. either trade them for amazing center fielders or, you know, just they mash the ball. Or they trade them for Michael Pineda. Yeah, what a, what a weird trade that was. The Yankees technically won that trade because they got a decent year out of Pineda. They did. Montero didn't really. Didn't he like throw a bat at somebody or something like that? Because they called him fat. It was something weird. Yeah, yeah. Like some scout was supposed to be making sure he was eating healthy, and yeah, some crazy. But I still remember when he hit his first home run, Oppo at Yankee Stadium. I was like, all in. This is it. Remember when, remember when the prospects were so bad, we got so juiced when Romine came up? And Rob like, Snyder. Oh, yeah. Rob Snyder was the future. Um, what the heck was I going to say? What were we even talking about, man? I forgot. We were talking about the draft. and then the dra- okay. No, no, no. I, I, I got an alert about the draft. We were talking about— We were talking about the long-lasting effects. Oh. So, yeah. I, I, you know, it's not worth it for me. And we've talked through this before. I don't want to see pitchers getting hurt. I want to see the best possible players doing the best, doing what they do best. And I want to see hitters hitting. I want to see pitchers pitching. So I understand that there's a complicated double switch that happens once every week in the national league that we get all excited about, but come on, it's all bullpen now anyway. So it's not like leaving your starter in is that, that big of a choice. Yeah. The more exciting part of managing now is, 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 bring your starter out early. Like that's what makes it more, Oh man, they're pulling him so early. Like, how is he going to navigate the rest of the game? And like, you're trying to play along and like, they figure out that's more exciting. Um, the regional thing too, I think that makes a ton of sense. Like, you know, if you had the Yankees, the Mets, the Phillies, the Red Sox all in the same division, that'd be really fun. Yeah, I Uh, agree. The nationals. But I think that then hurts other teams. And that's why I don't think they're going to do it because if you're clustered in the, you know, the Northwest. I mean, how many, you know, I'm sure the Mariners draw more when the Yankees and the Red Sox come out, but you know, how many Mariners fans are running out when they're playing the A's 19 times yeah. a season? No, and then if you, throw, if you throw on, they're playing the Rockies, uh, the Diamondbacks. Like, you know, it's not that exciting. You know, the Giants aren't very good anymore. No, that's it's, exactly uh, what I was going to say yeah. is what I think is going to, would, would hold that back because you would have, like you just mentioned, teams like the Yankees, Red Sox, and Phillies all clustered together. Those are, those are big draws for when they go to opposing ballparks across the country. So mm-hmm. yeah, I, I don't think that'll happen. The only, and it's sad because if every team was actually trying to win, 
that'd be really fun. Yeah. But they're not. Like in the NHL, I'm sorry, in the NFL, you know, you kind of have these regional clusters. For some reason, the Cowboys are in the AFC, the <laughs> NFC East. I don't know why it doesn't make any sense. But like, you know, you have a, a, a really like a, a good draw or two in each division. Um, because most teams are trying to win, and, and you see that kind of rotation in the postseason. Yeah, absolutely. All right, well, um, we'll see what the uh, – Manfred said they're going to bring another proposal to the league or to the well, He players. said they're definitely going to play, so we'll, you know, we'll see. Huh? Well, yeah, I mean, he can say that because he knows he can implement that 48-game season. I hope it's not that, but – um, in the meantime, is there anything you're looking forward to this week while we still have no baseball? I thought we disbanded this. But oh, yeah, I'm... we did. It's been so long, though. It's been, what, two weeks? <coughs> Bless Sorry. you. Sorry. I tried to Where's get the, the cough button? button. But I couldn't. Um, I don't know, man. What the hell? What am I doing this week? I seriously oh. don't know. Oh, I, I have a good one. I have a good one. All right, go ahead. I'm really looking. You got very excited about this. So I'm because, really interested to hear what it is. I am really looking forward to watching Long Gone Summer, which okay. premieres Sunday night. Yeah, that's a good one. I mean, um, that's like our favorite year for baseball because you know it wasn't just the Yankees being the best team of all time. We got to watch that, home dude. Run like, race, and it, it was so cool. You like you woke up in the morning, you went downstairs, you turn on Sports Center, you you know. That was the only time I would read the paper was to like look at the totals. Yeah. It was such a big deal and it was all fake and it's crazy. But like at the time it was, it was such a big deal. I remember when he hit 60, we had the, we, we had the game on and it like thunderstormed really bad or no, this was maybe 61. It thunderstormed really bad and the power went out we were all freaking out and we got the power back on. We got to see it. And like, I stayed up late the night he hit number 62 so I could watch it. And uh, yeah, it was it was a huge deal. Yeah, who were you pulling for, Sosa or McGuire? I remember pulling for McGuire when I was. I, I don't know why. I just remember pulling for McGuire when I was a kid. I think it was because Dad bought us those McGuire shirts. Oh no, but that was after. That was, was after. Yeah, because yeah. those shirts said sixty-two on them. Actually, I don't know. Maybe I was rooting for Sosa because I remember loving his bunny hop after the or his little gallop. After yeah. uh, after his follow through, I think I, yeah. been, I can't remember. I just it was See, so much fun. Yeah, it was. I voted. I was rooting for McGuire though because I did not when I was a kid. I didn't really. I, well, I didn't really. I did not like Ken Griffey Jr. because he killed the Yankees. So it was originally uh, McGuire versus Griffey. Yep. So I pulled for McGuire to root against Griffey. Griffey kind of fell off. Sosa came on so strong with that crazy June. Um. So I just stuck with McGuire, you know, I'm just, I've been rooting for him. I kept with him looking back on it. Now I like so some more looking back. It would have been Griffey for me. Yeah. You know, looking back, <laughs> I probably well, for Griffey too. It would have been cool to see him have it. Or actually remember Larry Walker, like got off to a really hot start that year. He was in it for a while, but, but fell off mm-hmm. anyway. But yeah, I'll, I'm looking forward to that too. And uh, grandpa Smitty lent me this book the summer of 49. So going to, Oh, I read Maybe. that book. How is it? It's really good. Yeah, I'll check it out. It looks old as hell. Yeah, it is, but it's really good. It's, uh, definitely Did you know he was crazy. at the last game that year? The Yanks, Grandpa? Uh, yeah. No. Grandpa Smitty went to a winner-take-all game. Oh, I did, I did know that, yeah. 
Hey, and watch the Red Sox freaking lose at Yankee Stadium. Yeah, that's rough. Uh, that's all right. All right, man. Uh, I guess that's it. All right, cool. Well, thanks to everyone for uh, for we listening. We are back. Yeah, we are back. We will be back next week, hopefully, to talk about some positive progression in these uh, negotiations for playing baseball because we very much miss baseball. Um, hopefully, you guys missed us, and we'll tune in next week. And uh, thank you for listening. See you later, everybody.